this last couple of weeks we've been focusing a lot on uh, the importance of being able to work together because even though uh, when you come to Christ you're born again God saves you fills you with his spirit but you still have your own unique personality and many times we don't understand that so we have a hard time getting along with each other uh, not in the church anywhere in business at home family whatever it may be because many times we don't understand each other's uh, way of, of sharing we also many times don't understand what makes us feel good or what makes our neighbor feel good or what makes our brother and sister in Christ feel good so uh, we are uh, going to embark on a nice, uh, lengthy, slow, I'm talking about slow marinating uh, type of uh, series that are going to highlight what each and every one of our personalities are here. Um, and if you haven't already, we're going to even ask you uh, to take a personality profile because we want to know uh, the type of personality you have. We've already done it among the leaders and we've already started among the congregation. But our goal is to understand each other so we could serve each other without killing each other. I mean, you know, so we could live each other in peace. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And, um, you know, you look at the home groups, you'll find that one serves one constituency, another group serves another constituency. Each one has their own personality. And that's the way it's supposed to be. God never uh, made us to be clones. We are unique. We're special. We're all precious in God's sight. Uh, we all have something to add to the body because we belong to the body. So with that said, in the coming weeks, um, we're going to be talking about personalities. And then we're going to be talking about how the love of God gets manifested and relates through those very personalities. And we're going to have different ministers come up here and share uh, about these uh, uh, different uh, uh, micro topics, the all, all under personalities or the love of God. The Bible says that faith works through love. Amen. Say that with me. Faith works through love. See, so if you're not employing love, you really don't have true biblical faith. So we want to detail that in the coming weeks and, in, and maybe even the next two, three months. I want to take my time with that because it's essential. Because we're at the place right now where we're ready for that. And you think that there are some secret strategies, you know, the deep things of God. You know what the deep thing of God is? Love. That's the deep thing of God right there, love. It doesn't get any deeper than that. Most people never learn how to operate in love. They always operate superficially. They never get to the deep thing, and that is love. Uh, actually, uh, one time the apostle said it. He said there are three things, great things. But the greatest among them is love. You have, you have faith, you have hope, but you have love, and that is the greatest thing. So... Um, we're going to start off by having ministers Lewis and Mickey share um, on the personalities once again and get deep into that. But uh, without further ado, let's, let's invite ministers Mickey and uh, Lewis. God bless you, Calvary. You may be seated. I pray that today and um, the next coming weeks, you do not see me. And that you do not see my husband, at least not yet. Um, you should know that I've been studying these personalities for over 23 years. I first started with them at the employment and education career because that was what I used to do. I used to um, help people discover what their talents and their skills were so that they can make a career path. 
a realistic career path and hopefully be able to be successful as a result of it. But I never really thought at the beginning of this 23 years ago that 23 years later I would be here being used by God to use them according to the Bible. Never thought. So sometimes when you think that what you have learned in the secular world may not be connected necessarily to your ministry, think again. And ask God to give you the revelation because there's much in what you have done in the world that is connected to God's purposes, especially if it is along his principles. For this particular series, I really encourage you to take notes. Lewis is going to start with a little overview of what some of you um, heard about a month ago when I first started to talk about Ezekiel 1 and how your personalities are described in Scripture um, so that we can bring everybody to the same page. But today we're going to be focusing on two particular types of personalities. And that's going to be the personality of the man, the face of a man, which is also known as the sanguine. And we're also going to be speaking about the eagle, who is also known as a compliance or the melancholy. And I encourage you for next, next week to come and hear about the lion and the ox. Okay? Without further ado, I'm going to allow Lewis to do the overview. I'm just going to share with you what Mickey began. As you can see, there's the picture of a cherubim with four faces. Now, in your mind, try to picture uh, Ezekiel in front of a river with a bunch of people that were captives. And all of a sudden, God begins to give him a revelation, a vision of a cherubim. He sees a whirlwind and it's spinning and fire and lightning comes out of that whirlwind. I think pretty much that God wanted to get his attention. When he looks, he looks and he sees a creature and three other creatures exactly alike. And these creatures had four faces and they had four wings and their feet were like calves. They had hoofs. And he's looking at this vision, and the vision continues. And these creatures, the Bible says that they were moving in the same direction, sort of with the same purpose. And there was a will, a wheel, a, a spirit, if you will, moving in the midst of these four creatures with four faces. One of the faces was the face of a man. The other face was the face of an eagle, completely opposite from the face of the man. Then there was the face of an ox, and there was the face of a lion. And all four creatures had these exact same faces and the exact same wings. And they were moving about forward, and if they turned to the left, to the right, or went up, they would go at the same time in the same direction. And the Bible says that the wheel that was within the wheel, which I believe was the Spirit of God that was moving these four creatures, representing four things, was moving them in order. 
there was like a unity, there was like a direction. They complied, they moved in order and in sequence. Nobody was on his own. And God began to show this to Ezekiel. And Ezekiel looked at these things and he was impressed. Now, in these four creatures, we see these particular faces. And I just want you to follow us as we study this and begin to dissect this thing and find out exactly what this means. And as we look at it, we would ask ourselves, or we should ask ourselves, well, what is God trying to say? What is God trying to convey? Because God has a plan, a purpose, and He has a direction for us. So here, He is showing this awesome sight, this awesome message. And I believe that this sight, you'll never forget. If you see something like this, you will never, never, never forget. God sometimes will show us stuff in a vision so that we won't forget. We are picture-minded people as well. So He's showing us these four personalities if you will now i believe that god and whatever god is going to do on earth he's going to do through these four personalities we need to understand that receive that and engage with that whatever he's going to do he's going to do through these four personalities now each one of us fits to one of these personalities we definitely have one i for example i am an eye my wife is an eagle i have a little slice of lion but I'm predominantly an eye, and my wife is predominantly an eagle. And each one of you have something that's in this picture. Okay? We're going to find out. Why study personalities? Very important. Through these four personalities and this vision, God is trying to speak to his people uh, why study these things and why we should know. A wise man investigates. Now the reason we should study these things is because temperament and influence is everything. Temperament and influence is everything. God influences us through Jesus Christ. Temperament and influence is everything and it is brought to us by way of these four personalities. And as we continue this study, you're going to see why it is important to understand these four personalities. Also, it gives us the ability to maximize our potential. With these four personalities and understanding them to the best of our knowledge, it'll give us the ability to maximize our own potential and understand the other person's potential. It also enables others to maximize their potential. It also helps us to understand how to control uh, the environment. If you understand your personality sway, if you will, you will be able to understand the environment you're in. You're, you'll know what your task is and you will understand why you feel a certain way. Sometimes we think we're shy, but it's not that we're shy. It's just that that is our personality bent. We also learn why we think the way we do. Why we do what we do the way we do. And another thing is uh, one learns to co-labor. And I believe that this one is the most important one. And we're going to really focus in on this one as we go. One learns to co-labor with others. God has put us together not only to live together, but to co-labor together and to cohabitate. Amen. Amen. What makes us different? And this is just a review. 
perception makes us different, motivation makes us different, needs and values makes us different. It is very important that we focus while we're studying this on perception. Perception is reality because it is seen through the eyes of the person who's judging it. And it could be a totally different reality from somebody else, regardless of what kind of facts they collect. It could be data, mental facts, or it could be emotional facts. This is the way I felt about it, and this is the way it looks to me. And we should never downplay or disvalue anybody's per, um, perception because it is their reality. So many times we make the mistake when dealing with other people of seeing our reality or our perception as being the fact and not having any respect for what the other person is seeing themselves and the fact that they have. So that's a very important concept, and we will continue to be talking about perception as we move forward. Motivation, the act of giving someone a reason, an incentive to do something. Motivation also has a good play in it. Because if a person is hungry, and you're talking to them about something else, but the motivation is to be fed, their reality is that they're hungry and they're not ready for this. And this is important because when we go out there to minister to people and to speak to them about the good news of Jesus Christ in our lives, if the motivation of that person is not our motivation, we are missing the mark. So we have to pay attention to the motivation of the other person in order to know in what direction to go. And of course, the needs and the values play an important part in the way we see and our reality, okay? I spoke um, brief briefly that these personalities are known as different types of labeling, but they're all the same. For example, the lion is known as the dominant, is also known in temperaments as choleric. The man is a sanguine, which is also known as influencing. The ox is also known as steadiness and phlegmatic. And the eagle is known as melancholy and compliance. Now, this is important because we're going to be interchanging the language. It's all the same. It's all the same. What Lewis and I have done is that we have studied all three of them and looked at the common goal of the language of the study, and we've actually are sharing with you the combination of it. So there's about three different sources that are involved here, which I will share with you guys at the end of this series, um, or in between, so that you can also feel free to buy the books and get the information if you're really deep into it. Thank you. We spoke about two types of people, the extroverts and the introverts. The extroverts are friendly, outgoing, energizing, and they are bored when they're alone. Extroverts are usually your man and your lion. Introverts enjoy thinking, exploring their thoughts, energized by being alone, and energized, um, energy is drained by being around people. Usually the personalities that are drained by that would be your ox and your um, eagle.
okay? That doesn't mean they don't like to be around people. They just get their energy being alone, and then they can go out and be around people. But people drain the introverts. Motivation. The oxes are motivated by feelings. And the face of a man is motivated by feelings. The lions and the eagles are motivated by thought. They're constantly thinking. Sometimes that's why they look very serious. And, 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 and the ox and the man will pass by them and be like really happy. And the, the lion and the eagle are just thinking and they think that we are upset at them. And we're just thinking. And most of the time we're just not, we're not thinking about what's involved in front of us. It's internal. Fears, very important. This is something that you really need to know because this is what drives um, criticism. This is what drives um, um, separation. This is what division, okay? Fear. The lion fears being taken advantage of. The man fears losing recognition. The ox fears losing security and the ego fears being criticized. I'm going to be speaking about the man, also known as the sanguine. They have a strong capacity for trusting and accepting others unconditionally. You come and you tell them a story, they will believe you. They will believe you. They will really trust that you're telling them the story. And that you're right. And they will take it for heart because they are feeling people. I want you to understand, when I'm talking about a person who transfers all information through their hearts, through feelings, okay? They're affectionate, approachable, and understanding and they're socially orientated. Everything that you tell them, it's okay. Because the important thing to them is you, the other person. You're important to them. Their strength is that they're outgoing, they're responsive, they're warm, they're friendly, they're talkative, they're enthusiastic, they're compassionate. So you'll always know a man by the way he or she is acting. They're really excited about life. They see life and they see the world as a playground. They love, everything is so good. There's so many opportunities in the world. Why not have a good time? Their weakness is that they're undisciplined. They're emotionally unstable because they're driven by the emotions of people. So as soon as they go into a place where everybody's samba or melancholy, they'll pick up that feeling. If, if they go into a place where you're happy and you're excited, they're also happy and excited. They're unproductive, not because they don't care about or pay, or, or pay attention to the work in front of them, because there is nothing more important than you, the people. So they get caught up in satisfying the people because 
I would say that it, it remember Mary and Martha, where Martha was in the kitchen and Mary was in Jesus' foot. Mary was the face of a man. She was tending to, to Jesus, to the person. You will find the face of a man usually in the living room. In, in entertaining somebody. They're, ego, they're known to be egocentric and exaggerated. They exaggerate not because they're lying. They exaggerate because they want you to feel what they feel. They want you to have the same experience. And if they're looking at you because they're feeling you out and you don't seem to be that excited, they'll just spice the information or the story a little bit. But they're not lying. They just want you to feel the excitement. This is interesting because sometimes we will wind up being critical of people when we know the true story, like, you know, I'm an eagle. And there's no accident that I'm speaking about the man because I want, I want, you, I want to be able to give you a balanced thing, you know. And I want to also know my man, which is my husband. And my husband is the face of a man. And Lewis will go to a game or to a conference, a church conference. And he would tell you the story, and it would sound something like this. Oh my God, there were thousands of people there and hundreds of them came up to the Lord and the place was full of the Holy Spirit. And he would be, he would be walking from there to, well, you see it. I don't have to tell you because you'll see it. And you'll see it later, right? And you'll be so excited because, you know, you wish you were there, right? And here I come and I'm listening to it and I go, no, honey, I'm sorry, but there were only a couple of hundred people and there were only two or three people that came to the Lord. Yeah, the, whole, the, the Holy Spirit was moving. But that's the facts. And Lewis would be devastated. And we would go home. He's, why did you embarrass me? You know, you, you don't understand. You always have to be, you know. I go, I'm not, I didn't mean to. I just wanted to tell you the facts. The truth was that, why did you have to say it that way? Little by little, I have learned to keep my mouth shut. Now, <laughs> and we have a lot of faces of men in the church. Uh, one of the things that Pastor and I have been talking a lot is that when we're doing the profiles, there are two, out of the four personalities so far, there are two dominant personalities that are driving the church. The face of the man and the face of the eagle. So, when we look at trust, this is also very important. Because if, if, if we don't trust each other, if we don't trust each other, then we don't trust each other to work together, then God can't use our purpose through and with the team, whatever team we're connected to, either to, to, to create uh, an event or to bring somebody to the Lord. If we don't get over ourselves that people are just being themselves and because they're not doing it your way doesn't mean that, they're, that it's personal to you, 
If we don't understand these things, we have no other choice but to take it personal. So I'm leading the event and nobody's coming to help me. That means they don't like me. That's not the way it is. And people have different things that motivate them. So let's look at trust. When it comes to the face of the man, he believes in others unconditionally. So he's going to trust that you're going to come and support the event. All the way. There's no reason why he shouldn't. He doesn't have a reason why, he sh why you shouldn't. The S, which is the ox, in the continuum, trusts a lot more than the lion and the eagle. The, the ox makes assessments of others and balances things objectivity, objectively. They, they actually look and they go, okay, maybe I can trust a couple of those uh, people to come out and other people may just have things to do. That's how the ox would think. The lion is most likely to have less trust, um, but also tends to... Um, put limits on personal contact. So the only way that I'm going to trust you is if we got, we're together. If I know you got my back and you're my, my girl, then I know I can trust you're going to be there at the event supporting me. Right? The eagle, no trust. The eagle suspects of everybody and will only trust you if you have already proven yourself to be trustworthy. Simple. Data. I'll give you the chance. You don't come through the first time. You haven't proved yourself. I don't trust you're going to come the second time. Simple. Data. Because <laughs> that's how eagles think. Now, if you come the first time, then the second time I trust you can come. Because I got data. Okay? Face of a man. When it comes to tendencies of affection and approachable and being understanding, the face of a man accepts and appreciates um, and, and, and sets out af uh, affections towards others. The ox is approachable but tends to use caution before accepting others. The eagle is tactful and diplomatic but reserves the affection for only those they have a contact with. And the lion, also known as the dominant, will approach others when they have a need to help on the task. Generally not viewed as approachable. So it has nothing to do with you. It's just the way we, I'm an eagle, it's just the way we approach things. We, we're not always on top of people wanting to hug them and love on them. We love on you in our minds. In our minds, we love on you. And we look to see if you have a need and we will be there for the need. The lion would do the same thing, identifies the need, sees that if you need the need, you know, you need help for your, for your finances, you need help, you know, to, to get through something. The lion will be there and the eagle will be there, but it won't be always mushy and stuff like that. It's just not who we are. And some people get offended that, oh my God, Minister Mickey said hello to so-and-so, but didn't say hello to me. No, I probably didn't see you because I was so in my brain. Or oh, I got overwhelmed by so many people. 
I get overwhelmed by a lot of people. One thing, well, I'm not going to step into Lewis's piece, but there's something different about the ego that, than any of the other three personalities. They adapt to the environment according to the task. So, for example, if you need an ego, if an ego is part of, part of her task is to go somewhere and be sociable, she's going to go there and be sociable because it's part of the task. And part of the task is to, and you will look and you don't know that, so you'll go into the place and you go, oh my God, Minister Mickey, oh, she's the face of a man because she's always dynamic, she's walking around, she's talking to everybody. It's a task. So when I come out of the party, the task is over, we achieved it, I'm going home, I want to be alone. If the task calls for me to be an ox, which is to sit back and to see things going and to keep the harmony and nobody notices that I'm there, I will be that. So then you walk in and you go, hmm, this is the first time I see her. Oh, she looks like she's an ox. She's keeping the peace. She's not saying much. She's securing things. No. The tax is over. I go back to being an eagle. I go by myself. So we adapt to whatever the task is. That's a very important piece about eagles. What are the blind spots of the man? They need for personal recognition. They they get filled by you recognizing their efforts. Oh, I noticed that, you know, you, you, you taught today and that was great. Thank you so much. Um, need for social acceptance. You are welcomed into this team. If they don't feel included, they, they really feel bad. And they take a personal. Fear of social rejection. If everybody's involved and they are not involved, you've rejected them. If everybody ha if, if, if have been given a task and they have not been given a task, you rejected them. And therefore, there's no room for them. And if there's no room for them, what am I doing here? I'm going to go to where they celebrate me. I'm going to go to where there's room for me where I'm acknowledged, where people see my face. They cannot be in the back. They will die. Eagles can be in the back. Lions can be in the back. They're okay. They will live. Actually, you, they'll live more because they get energy by being in the back. But um, face of a man will die. Their tendency, they, they, they have tendencies of being disorganized but that's the way God made them in order to be able to be paired up with somebody that it is. You usually will find a face of a man married to an eagle or a lion. Because an eagle and a lion are very organized people. And they have the tendency of keep, that's part of their nature of keeping everything. I also, intact. In I also want to mention something. Remember, your personality is something that God made you with. You, it was part of who you are. It is not your character. Your character is built when you come out of the womb, and that's different. So you can't blame your personality on your character issues. It's a totally different thing. Real quickly, the tendencies. 
of a man, of a face of a man, is primarily their drive is creating favorable, friendly environments. Their personal giftedness is quick of the tongue, special ability to affirm and encourage. You will always find a face of a man encouraging people. You want to feel good about your situation? Go to someone who's a face of a man or an influ or a sanguine. Um, in group giftingness, they, re they, they, they relieve tension and articulate information. They love to be heard. They're always talking, always talking. And if you're paying attention to them, they will feed off of that. And they'll go and get you more information because you give them the, the impression that you really care about what they have to say. So they'll go out and get more information. Um, potential um, um, spiritual gifts are in the helps, hospitality, and mercy. But I also want to add there um, healing. A lot of your spiritual healing gifts come from a face of a man. God uses them because they're the ones that feel the people. They feel the heart of the people. They feel when the people are sad, when the people are broken, when the people are happy. They feel everything of the people. So they're the first ones that can actually sense that. And God has given them that, the gift, the ability of healing if they so build on that gift. Internal fields are public and social rec um, rejection. We spoke about that. They're strong out of control, which is their weakness, is that um, speaking without thinking. Sometimes they'll say things that they're not, you know, that they shouldn't say. It's, it's inappropriate. Or they use harsh words because the face of a man is a personality that exaggerates, remember? So the words for them are very powerful. Many times, you know, I couldn't understand Lewis because to me, these words like sometimes, always, or never are for me precisely what it means. Sometimes, always, for never. But Lewis uses the words always and never. There's no sometimes or in between. So if I would not do something that he expects me to do, you never... I just did it last week. Just because I'm not doing it now. Do you never, ever, ever? And then we get into this intention fellowship, like Pastor says, about the meaning of never, ever, ever. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so. Words are very, very important for them. Um, under stress, they become careless and disorganized. You want to mess with a man's head? A face of a man's head? Stress them out. Their brains is just, they don't know what they're saying. Sometimes they'll even forget their name. And, and, it, and it'll be like a crazy person. But it's that they're under stress. And remember, what do they, what do they, what they're motivated from? The heart. And the heart doesn't have a thinking process. Their blind spot also includes remembering past commitments. They forget it. One of the things about the man is that they're always late. They're either late because of the commitment they have to other people, 
at the time, you know, they're getting ready to go to church, but at the same time, the phone rings, and now they have to attend to the phone, and then they meet the neighbor down the hall where they're waiting for the elevator, and the neighbor has a very good ear for them, so then now they're having a conversation, and then they go down to the garage, and the garage man says hi, and then that's a great opportunity to have a talk, and before you know it, you get to church late. Honey, you have the time to. <laughs> and the things that they need to work on um, is um, remaining objective when encountering social pressure. There is important for you to note this. Every personality is not just black and white. It has a little touch some people are pure face of a man, and some people have different patterns. So you have four different patterns to the face of a man. So you would have a, a, a face of a man, which is the typical uh, affili affiliator, exhibits the most purest tendency of that style. Or you will have a persuader who verbally is expressive. They're more expressive than the other three patterns. They add dimension to the um, um, dominance. They, they, they're gifted in salesmanship and skills of sales and clothes. Those are people that are always trying to sell you something, which is perfect because they make great evangelists. They're the ones that would sell the gospel and put a closure to the gospel. Um, encouragers, you have those face of a man that are most rational of the group and seeks to build harmony. And you have the negotiators, which is most emotionally intense of the group, bent towards creative style and flair. So it's important for you to know if you're pure or if you have a pattern, a combination, because that would make a difference of what type of man you are. All of the personalities have four specific patterns. That's why it's important for you to take the um, assessment so that you'll know exactly what pattern you are. And finally, in this segment, I just want to bring out um, who is in the Bible, the character that's connected to those patterns. We see Aaron and King Saul, which is connected to the primary um, tendency of a, a face of a man. You see Peter and, Rebe and Rebecca were persuaders, which is a, a D. You know, that's the face of a man with a lion. You see an encourager, which is um, um, Bar Barnabas and Abigail, who have um, an ox, a little bit of an ox with them. And you have the negotiator, which is David and um, Mary Magdalene, who's an eagle with the face of a man. Now, this is important because you will, we, Lewis and I will be talking a little bit later on about how these characters look different. We, this morning, Lewis and I were talking about Peter in particular. If you see Peter, Peter has lion in, in his character. And Peter was the one that cut the, the ear off of one of the officers, right? And, and Peter was also the one that denied Jesus three times, right? Now, now it makes sense to me why he would deny Jesus three times. He didn't want to lose um, a favor with people. Whoever asked him 
about Jesus and he didn't want to, you know, he, out of fear, he would an eagle deny Jesus three times? Would a lion deny Jesus three times, knowing what you know? I don't think so. Because they don't care about what people think. An ox, if Peter was an ox, he would have denied Jesus. Because oxes don't like, you're going to see, they don't like to uh, mess with the boat. They don't want confrontation. They, they want to keep the peace among everybody, you know? and the face of a man. But eagles and lions, you know what? They stand for principles. So they wouldn't deny they wouldn't have denied Jesus. But we wouldn't have gone up and 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 ministered to thousands like Peter did. Something to think about. And now it's time for the eagle. Well, you know, uh I don't think I can possibly cover the eagle who has two in, in the next 15, 20. However, you know, however, however uh, it, it's un, it, obviously it's important to understand that this is very important. If you want to have success in ministry, if you really want to have a real, a real clear understanding with your spouse, and if you want to be effective, the only way you can be effective in ministry and even with relationship is it's if you can make actual contact with that person and engage in one way or another and perhaps lead that person to an outcome of, of relationship that is positive and, and, and successful. If you can't do that, you might as well hang it up. Now, this is why God gives us these four personality traits and we must understand them. Now, Mickey gave you uh, my personality trait in the raw because there's positives and there's negatives. However, I want to stress that personality is not character. Personality is a whole different ballgame. Personality is what you have in your very center. No matter what you do, that personality is yours. That's the bent that God gave you. However, if you develop your character then you can operate just about in all four of these personality traits when the time calls for them. You can do it, you've got to be sharp, you've got to understand this, and you'll be much more effective in your walk and in your relationship. However, that takes practice. Because if you're a face of an eagle, they're very quiet. And if they have to speak... Their character has to dictate, now is the time for you to speak. Now you just can't stay quiet. You have to share. Now is the time you've got to be sensitive, but you've got to follow your character development. So personality, not character. Now all of these personalities have their plus and they have their negative. What we need to learn is how to fit them and adjust them and appropriate them so that we can have success. You have to find who you are, obviously, and who your husband or spouse is, and who you're ministering. When you minister in church, obviously you're dealing with all four of them. Very, very challenging. What we want to do, and I feel that we should do this because we have 15 minutes left. Next time we'll go on the eagle so that you can understand much more of the eagle. However, the eagle is the person that will see the world as a world that needs help. A world that has all these problems all over the place. And it's always looking and watching. Have you ever seen an eagle perched on a mountain? 
All they do is look. If you study the eagle, the eagle can see a jackrabbit from thousands of feet high in the air. And they're focused. They come right down and scoop that rabbit up and, you know, eat the heart first and the whole nine. They're watching. Eagles are watching. One of the things we had, as she said, I'm an eye personality and I'm jovial and, and I'm excited and I speak with my body. It's just the way God made me. I need to do this in other locations, you know, when I'm selling. Or sometimes I need to do that in different settings that God uses me. Aaron was an eye. God sent them with Moses. Peter was an eye. You know, they have to influence. They have to convey. They have to engage and lead. So when I got together with my wife, uh, we didn't know much about this. A little bit. But my wife was a bona fide eagle. Bona, bona, bona fide eagle. So I... I, I come, as she says, and I'm trying to make things happy, and uh, that's just the way I am. And I'm talking to her, and I'm sharing. And by the way, the exaggeration is a figure of speech. She took it to the extreme. <laughs> but, but I personalities, I personalities are your storytellers. 15% of the people on earth are I personalities. That's where you get your, your actors your, your people of the arts, people that do stuff like that, people that are people, people, your politicians, uh, people that convey all your salespeople, your top salespeople are I personalities. Your eagle personality is about another 15%. Your doctors, your lawyers, Einstein, you know, because they're watching and they want everything precise and perfect. They read all the instructions and everything has to be uh, this way. Okay, so two extremes, God purposed it, God did it because when these two extremes get together, strong, powerful, so she balances me and I balance her because you can't be an eagle all the time. So she's looking at me and I'm conveying uh, and what I'm expecting is the same thing back. When I'm speaking to you, I know who the eagles are. The eagles are like, <laughs> and the eyes are like. But you see your eagles, and you're trying to do the best you can, and the eagle is like, <laughs> down the road, she developed in character, and she finally found out that I'm an eye, and I need some kind of a rebound. And she's like, watching, <laughs> watching. She's, she's the mirror. She's watching what I need help in, what I lack, and I'm just trying to. So uh, I'm expecting this back, and it doesn't come. So at the beginning, I said, what's up here? You know, did I do anything wrong? Did I convey anything? I ain't got no bad breath, but, but she wouldn't react. And it's because she's an eagle. Finally, I realized that it wasn't me. It's just that she's an eagle. And it's very hard for her to laugh at a joke and things like that. <laughs> so as she developed in character, now she gives me a little bit of a response. Because it's a two-way street. And to have success, to engage have contact and move and lead and operate and have ministry and have understanding and really shine for God and do what God has you to do on earth. He needs these two personalities together understanding each other available to understand who they're speaking to. To the ox. Interesting, the ox. Steady. What does an ox have? A yoke. An ox is strong. Your horse will dry up and die. But your ox being that the ox is steady and has another ox yoked to it, has a guidance, has a guideline, has a 
a goal and a direction all day long. And they'll knock out the field for you. You can't get the harvest in unless you have oxes. 60% of the people on earth are oxes. Why did God make so many oxes? Because they can help us bring in the harvest. They're steady. However, they need guidelines. They need parameters. They need a goal, instruction. What are we going to do? Where are we supposed to move? If we don't have that, we lose the oxes. Oxes need that. So that's why this is important. And now I understand my wife. When I approach her, and let's say I want to buy a shirt. I have to be ready to come with detail, explanation, how much tax, how long is it going to take me to go, am I going to make a stop here or there, so it's interesting, but you learn, you learn, amen, and you learn, and you learn, and you know, once you do that, then you can be jovial, but you know what, I wouldn't have it any other way, God is good. And we understand each other, and it's, we're, we're getting better. However, the plight in our hearts is that I see. I wish we would have been able to share this to a lot of people that have been to divorce court and are now divorced, because the bottom line was that they didn't understand each other's personality. And that's why they messed up. So we have to sharpen ourselves in that. And after a while, as we study this and as we see it and practice it, we're going to be able to pick it up like that. You'll see somebody, bah, 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 and you'll know how to approach them. And when we couple this with the love language, even better. Amen? So at this juncture, next time we get together, see the eagle? She's ready. To <laughs> She's ready. And, and who said eagles don't like to talk? <laughs> Safa. <laughs> Maggie laughs. Safa. <laughs> Get even time. No, no. What? What is it, babe? You wanna... No, I wanna. I wanna. <laughs> I wanna emphasize. I wanna emphasize not to take too lightly um, the damage that it can take when you don't know this information. And I wanna share a, a, a little testimony. And Louis and I have been talking about this, and, and I alluded to a pastor in an email yesterday. My mother. My mother, I identified as a very strong eagle. And my father was a very strong face of a man. And I didn't understand why they were so opposite. And my mother didn't understand. My father was a lot like Lewis, always bringing people home, even strays. Um, I would wake up in the morning, you have like two or three people he picked up from a bar the night before, and my mother would be the one taking care of these people. One time there was a fight in the bar where one of them got shot, and because of the big commotion, they couldn't go to the hospital because they, they wouldn't know that they were involved. My mother was the one that had to take out the bullet from this guy's leg and clean him up. And these things caused problems because my father wasn't uh, um, in the kingdom of God. He wasn't in the kingdom of God. And my mother didn't understand these kingdom principles. So she was trying to deal with someone who was totally her opposite. As a result of that, an eagle 
has the tendency of being so critical that she or he can actually break down a face of a man, cut him up. Words that we use that may not be a big deal to us because they're just words with meanings are cut up words to, to the face of a man. And so when that happens, you cut down the power and the purposes of God in that person and you may wind up sending that person without intentionally to a bar, to a corner street for drugs, somewhere because now they're in conflict with themselves because eagles have the tendency of making sure that you understand that there's only one right way of doing it and it's my way. And because they're so perfect in everything they do because they watch every perfect way of doing it, to a face of a man, it looks like, yes, she does know what she's doing and that means I'm off. And if she continues to say you're off, you're off, you're off, it's so much until the man is no longer exists. Because he's a face of a man. He needs people. He needs the people. He needs to be the one that speaks. He needs to, to be heard. Now, this is important because, unfortunately, my father died not being allowed to be himself. My brother died at 26 years old, not being able to be himself. And in my generation, I was raised as a little eagle, thinking that there was only one way of doing things, the right way. But God has a different plan. And not only that, it goes into the other generation. At the beginning, when I was not with Christ, and I had met Lewis, and I was learning, there are things that Lewis does that reminds me of my dad. And it would take me to the negative part of what resulted in that. And that was my fear. So I would respond to Lewis under the fear factor. Why is it that every time somebody meets you, they're your friend? Because for Lewis, Oh, yeah, my friend, I just met him. We should, we should have dinner with them together. And, da, 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 and then I go probing. So how long do you know this friend of yours? Oh, um, I just met him in the dollar store. <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah, but that, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little, but it, it is. Because every time I turned around, he had a friend. And it's true, because he has good friends. And he has a lot of friends. I only have, you can count my friends with one hand. I know you're dying to speak. Because, because an eagle will do this. Uh, what does this all mean? You know, it all means that we need to learn why we go through what we go through. Now, I've been through, and she's challenged me, so I know. Not only did I read it, I have a high to share with you that I went through it. Now, God is doing something special in this house. Why is this happening all of a sudden? Because God is on the move. And God's going to use the four characters, period. Whether you like it or not. Whether you lock into it or not. Because God is God. And we're pouring our hearts out. Because God has something to do. He has a purpose. 
And if we really mean business, we would all get together and understand this and put all that other nonsense to the side. Because everybody has a lack, everybody needs encouragement, everybody needs to come up a notch. So this is important. As you can see, thank God that I was able to endure, but it made me stronger. Amen. And it's okay. She was tough. And I don't know who, what you're going through, but you know. And I don't know at what level you're at, but you know, maybe there's no talking because you don't understand what your partner is. So we want to have this battery so that we can surface who you are, so that we can have understanding, so that we can engage and just get set free and be offensive for God's glory. Because the only way we're going to revolutionize the community with a real purpose and direction is if we understand the four characters that God put in us. In our mother's womb, he was knitting us, putting that in place. This is a lion. This is an eagle. This is an ox. Yeah.